and welcome to another installment of the Shelf Care Interview, an occasional conversation series where we get to talk to authors and artists about books and libraries. I'm Sarah Hunter, editor of the Books for Youth and Graphic Novel section at Booklist, and I'm excited to talk to Svetlana Chmakova today about her forthcoming book, Enemies, the latest installment in her popular Barry Brook Middle School series. Special thanks to Yen Press for making this podcast possible. Svetlana was born and raised in Russia until the age of 16 when her family emigrated to Canada. She quickly made a name for herself with works like DramaCon, Night School, the manga adaptation of James Patterson's Witch and Wizard, and the webcomic Chasing Rainbows. She graduated from Sheridan College with a three-year classical animation diploma. The first book in the Barry Brook Middle School series, Awkward, has been a runaway critical success and was named one of Yalsa's 2016 Top 10 Great Graphic Novels for Teens. Thank you so much for being here today, Svetlana. Let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about your inspiration for Enemies. Like any other book of mine, it was just a germ of an idea where I felt like, oh, I could get a lot of story out of this. And ever since Awkward, Felicity and her sister were both characters in that book, but they were background characters. But I always felt they had a very interesting dynamic because, uh, you know, Felicity is very chaotic. She's an artist. She's got an artistic soul. Getting things done is difficult as opposed to her sister, who's in the science club, very detail-oriented, process-oriented. She's done with everything, you know, a week before it needs to be done. And I just always thought that would be a really interesting dynamic to explore. Like, how does that play at home at the dinner table with the family, for example? And the book actually goes a lot into all of that, uh, these uh, types of Uh, pressures that um, not just kids, even adults face, like, am I as good as my sister or my sibling or, you know, whoever else I'm constantly comparing myself to an evergreen theme. So they were both like really interesting characters to me, just their personality wise. And then combined with that theme that uh, is also very personal, not just to me, but to a lot of people, I just, boom, suddenly I had enough for a book. Uh, So that's how Enemies was born. And then, of course, other things are folded into it because, you know me, by now, I can't stop talking about issues that matter to me. So, (laughs) You've told a lot of stories set in this universe before. So how do you come up with material for such a long-running series like this one? Oh, my gosh. So the human experience, especially in middle school, (laughs) in middle school years, is such a rich mine of material. Uh, I think you'll agree. There's just so much. There's not really been uh, good explorations or tools given to us when we were in those years, or at least me. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't think anybody knows what they were doing in that that time. Right? (laughs) Because the human experience is so dependent on so many factors. You know, do the people like you? that you're with are you sure that they like you because sometimes people like you and you're like oh what if they secretly hate me because I actually suck and it's not just so many moving parts go into having a happy experience somewhere especially for a kid who is new at this being human thing and humaning with other humans there's a lot a lot to address and sort of look at with a magnifying glass and put into the spotlight and say Let's look at this and see what are some potential ways of handling this in a way that doesn't leave everybody crying. Yeah, that is like a very rich mine of material. 
<laughs> so one thing that I've noted in in your books in particular, um, not just Barry Brook, but uh, I really love Weird books. Oh, thank I you. That book. I, it's my um, favorite. Yeah, really? I, I love it. Mm-hmm. That one's such a good one. But uh, across the board, you're just so good at getting into the mindset of a tween character. And I'm really curious about how you tap into how kids in that age group are thinking about interacting with their peers. So <laughs> I'm a parent now. And something mm-hmm. that I sort of always felt but never could put into words is, and now I can, kids are people too. They are people who are have a smaller frame of experience by definition you know they're they've only had a few years on this earth and there's only so much they've experienced and seen but the core needs emotional needs and urges are the same you know adults want to be liked by their peers and kids want to be liked by their peers and they also want to feel like they have some control over their situation uh, whatever they, wherever they're in, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of overlap. Uh, a lot of, you know, that saying some people don't grow up, they just get older. And it's very true because actually most of us, you know, the growing up is really the gaining of experience on how to handle certain things. That's all it is. So when you're younger, you know, you have less experience on self-regulation or, you know, resolving conflict or you know getting through a de- deadline in a timely manner so that's i that's very much my core principle when i write about kids for kids is that we are the same grown ups just might have more experience that's all yeah do you feel like those years in middle school are particularly formative for you personally i'm very interested in adults who do really well at like capturing that middle grade mindset and like what about that time period for you shaped the adult you are now that you can look back on that time and be there again and write about it with such authenticity I guess that's my question okay that's a really good question and actually I'd like to add a little (laughs) caveat to my previous answer that, um, you know, kids and adults are at their core the same, you know, adults are just big kids trying to get by in a bigger world. But there's also the fact that, you know, as a, uh, as a newly made teen or a tween, you know, about to be teen, there's also the physical component of your entire body changing and restructuring, like your chemical makeup changes, right? The all sorts of new hormones kick in that, literally affect the way you you think uh, and feel emotions uh, because these are all new and the brain is growing all sorts of neural new neural pathways to handle all that load and in that sense we are not the same because you know my body has been through through this it's done it's done forming but <laughs> you know teens and tweens they they still have to make it through the crucible of everything changing uh, not just outwardly, but, you know, the, the stuff in their head too. So formative indeed is, I think, is the right <laughs> word to use here. You're literally form like you're forming a new you around, you know, your childhood experiences on your way to being a completely different you when that you will be as a grown up once your the brain is done developing in your mm-hmm. 20s and you've 
gained the experience that you need to <laughs> to handle the grown-up life, as it were. So my middle grade was definitely formative also in the sense that uh, my peers did not handle their change well. A lot of them became bullies. It was a very, like, I find it hard to blame any of them. And yeah, I, I, I hold no ill will. Uh, I was treated badly. I was, I was bullied, but, you know, it came out of a period in our lives where no one knew what, how to approach us. We didn't know how to approach us. You know, stuff was changing, stuff was going on. And we had no solutions to, you know, the simple thing of if there is a miscommunication, somebody said something they didn't mean to because the words didn't come out right. You know, that can just turn into epic drama when you're when you don't have the experience of, okay, you know, let's sit down and calmly talk about this. Like that's not what kids do. That's not what I did when I was a kid. What I did was I I held a grudge. And I stopped speaking to the person, you know, they feel like mistakes now from the height of my grown-ups experience. But back then they were my only recourse. I did the best I knew how it wasn't the greatest way, but it was my way at the time. And now I think back like, I wish I understood the situation better (laughs) and I wish I handled (laughs) it differently. (laughs) So like missed chances, uh, missed opportunities at building bridges and you know, having healthy relationships uh, with my peers, I think is what drives me uh, to, to share my experience as I, as, as, as well as I can. I mean, obviously nothing applies to everybody, but I'm hoping that, you know, there are some little Svetlanas out there who are like, why is this happening to me? Why are my friends being (laughs) like this? It's like, okay, some of this is actually pretty universal and maybe, uh, you know, maybe maybe there's some useful stuff that can come from my experience into their lives. I hope so. Yeah, totally. So sort of abruptly changing the topic here, but uh, what was a comic that made you want to draw comics? Oh, my gosh. I know the exact answer to this. ElfQuest uh, is. Oh. Uh, have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I um, It was uh, incredibly popular in. Uh, North America in the 80s and 90s, as I understand. Uh, and it just, um, I got the first issue uh, in Moscow after the Soviet Union was no more. And we actually started getting, you know, media from from Europe, from the US and other countries. This was one of the first comics I read, period. But it was also one of the first comics that made me understand that what you could do with the medium, because I was really heavily into uh, fantasy novels at the time, you know, everything about dragons uh, and McCaffrey's Chronicles of Pern, uh, Lord of the Rings. I was devouring all that stuff in science fiction. And then I also loved drawing, but it never occurred to me that you could marry the two and have the same amazing characters that you cared about, the world that you just disappeared into you it felt like you were walking in their shoes in this world and ElfQuest did that for me it took me to a world that was so fully realized characters that just I cared I cared about those characters I was completely lost in the first issue I read it to shreds (laughs) I still have it it's (laughs) like the the cover is barely hanging on by one staple (laughs) Uh, but it, it opened my eyes to what this medium could do. 
Uh, so yeah, that was that was what immediately after reading that first issue, I started making my first comics, uh, my first attempts at comics. How have libraries shaped your reading, writing, or drawing life? Substantially, I've. Um, I mean, I lived at the library uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I read all the books. I was a total bookworm. I mean, their shelves were full of books, uh, a lot more books <laughs> than I would have access to anywhere else. If I couldn't take out a book, I'd sit there and read it. And if I could take a book, I would, and then some. I mean, libraries are so good at organizing information by category. Uh, so once mm-hmm. I realized that art was my thing, I'd just come and sit in the art section and look at the books that were there. When I was coming of age as an artist, uh, there wasn't really much on comics drawing, but there was some. Uh, there wasn't much in bookstores, but the libraries had it. and you know, I would sit there and uh, read through those. Uh, so yes, uh, just the wealth of information I wouldn't have had access to had it not been for the libraries. What are some under the radar comics that you wish more people knew about? So I don't know if it's under the radar. I hope they're, uh, the publisher is promoting the heck out of this, but my friend had a book out recently, uh, Better Royale uh, by Liesl Adams. Uh, and it is so gorgeous. Uh, she's an amazing artist, uh, always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this book, I mean, it's about a baking contest. Uh, mm-hmm. So like already <laughs> everyone is sold, right? Um, but she also has recipes in here. And she's a professional baker. Uh, like she she had professional training. So anyway, just uh, if you don't know about it, you should look it up. It's called Better <laughs> Royale. And it's by Liesl Adams. Very nice. It's from Amulent Books. It's the Abrams imprint. Yeah, it just came out like a couple of months ago. So fresh off the presses, go get it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, Thank you again, Svetlana, for taking the time to talk to us today so generously about writing for middle graders and the art that made you love art. And thanks again to Yen Press for making this podcast possible. Hope you're reading something awesome. See you next time.